Okay, so we're going to break down NPC Nationals. We're going to talk about holiday eating and planning, and we have about 37 other topics that I want to cover today. We're going to hit them all as kind of rapid-fire, quick-hit segments. So let's get to it. And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, what's up? Darren Starr here, coming at you with episode 197, recording this on a Monday afternoon, December 20th, 2.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in freezy little Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, how you doing? How you doing? It's, it's the holidays, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about NPC Nationals, and then uh, I put out a call in the Facebook group, The Drop Set Listeners, of which several of you are members, and if you're listening to this, you should join. Um, it isn't that cool now, but it's going to be. It's going to be cool. You're going to want to be in there. So um, I did put out a call. I'm like, hey, what you got for me? And I got some uh, some suggestions from people, and uh, I got some email suggestions as well. So we're going to jump in on those, and rather than do um, super deep dives on a lot of these, because some of these are things that we've covered before, I want to go and just kind of like kind of rapid fire hit a bunch of them. So um, this is going to be like an official like grab bag podcast. So uh, quick uh, quick updates on other things. Very quick here. Uh, I do have an updated logo file that I received from my graphic design dude uh, with uh, lighter colored lettering. So this was something that prints better on darker colored fabrics. So I'm wearing right now um, a, what do they call this? Asphalt gray hoodie, I think, that has a new logo printed on it. Um, I don't have anything that's available on the store online currently with it, but I'm going to do that today or tomorrow. And I think I'll probably leave the old logo up there as an option so you can have darker lettering or lighter lettering. Because some of the things like, you know, the darker lettering, it doesn't really show super well on some of the colors, but I kind of like it that way sometimes. So I'm going to give you the option. So check out the store, um, fivestarphysique.com. You click on shop, or if you just go to the dropset.com, you can click on shop as well. And uh, podcast drop set specific swag will be available before too long. So keep your eyes peeled. Watch this space or rather listen to this space. I wanted to break down NPC Nationals a little bit. That was this weekend in Orlando, not Miami where it usually is, but Orlando. Uh, so I had a couple clients, um, Mary and Megan were both doing figure, um, Megan in class D, Mary in class G. Um, it was, uh, you know, it the thing, one thing that I was thinking about talking about, I, I've started doing this thing on Instagram where um, it's almost like a uh, a morning devotional of sorts. It's like camera time. I'm going to talk into the camera for one to two minutes and just go over some topic that came up um, because I always uh, find time to do that. Um, I mean, I've only done it like three or four days, but I see this becoming kind of a daily habit on weekdays, Monday through Friday, because. I do a lot of check-ins and I realize, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up during those client check-ins. There's usually some kind of nugget that's worth sharing with everybody else. Like somebody had this question, somebody had this experience, let's talk about it. So, um, considering this all fresh in mind, I'll do my morning block of client check-ins. I can find something from there to then record on camera and talk about. So I'm going to be doing that on a daily basis. And I thought about um, doing this for this morning's, but instead talked about the um, holiday stuff, which we'll get to here shortly. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about is when you compete, you need to plan on walking away from the show disappointed because you're probably going to be. Most people are. And if you're not, 
you probably will be at the next one. <laughs> so uh, it's just that's the reality of the situation. You know, uh, Nationals here had they don't give me a competitor count, do they? No, a shit ton. There are a shit ton of people here. So let's just look at you know let's let's go bodybuilding because right I mean you know men's bodybuilding it's one of the divisions that is not quite as populated as a lot of others. So um, super heavyweight had twenty five, heavyweight had thirty five, light heavyweight had forty seven dudes, middleweight had thirty. Welterweight had 20, lightweight had 16, bantamweight had eight. So if you weigh a buck 20, bantamweight, that's the way to go right there. Um, if we look at, like, for example, bikini, um, class A, 28, B, 26, C, 25, D, 33, uh, E, 39, F, 30, G, 28. H God, there's an H twenty eight. Oh my God, um, it's just it, it's crazy. And the thing that really um, I really don't understand is classic physique. Okay, class A thirty two, class B thirty nine, class C thirty eight, class D twenty three. That's it. Why do they stop at D? Why can't you subdivide that shit a little bit more? You've only got four classes. Why can't you break it down so there's fewer than 40 people in a class? Holy fucking shit. Like, that is that is no-brainer level stuff right there. Figure that shit out and fix it. You never want to have a situation where there's 40 people in a class. Sometimes, you know, if you've already got, what is it, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, that's eight. If you've already got it broken down into eight classes, sorry, bikini, you know, you got 39 in a class. I'm like, there's already eight classes. I'm sorry. If there's 300 bikini competitors in a show, you're going to be in a crowded class. But forcing people into four classes for classic physique, give me a break. That's stupid. It's stupid. You've got freedom and flexibility to break that out. You know, you're the NPC. You can you can segment that out. You know, like for bodybuilding, the the weight classes are kind of kind of set in stone. You could still change them if you want, but you're talking like big changes. Um, and this, of course, only affects the NPC. This wouldn't affect the IFBB because they don't have weight classes except for you know two twelve and under and above. Um, but you can you can break that down. You know, the NPC can adjust. You can change the names of some of these things if you want to. Um, like clearly, you know, if, if I was doing this, if I was in charge, God forbid anybody ever put me in charge of this shit because I tell you, it wouldn't look the same. It would be unrecognizable within a year. Um, you know, middleweight 30 welterweight 20 lightweight 16 bantamweight eight. Do we need a bantamweight? Can we just put them in with the lightweights? Can we take this, um, you know, middleweight 30, light heavyweight is where the big concentration is, is 47. I'm telling you what, I would never compete in a show where I felt, if I knew in advance there were going to be 47 people in my class, I'm saving my money. I'm not making that trip. Sorry. Fuck it. No. Stupid. Stupid. 47? Give me a break. I, I will bet money. I'm not looking through all these photos right here, but I will bet money that probably the best guy didn't win that class. Um, cause you got 47 people, unless you're going to spend an hour and a half judging that one class, you can't give everybody a fair shake. You know, it's just, it's just not possible. It's not reasonable to expect that of judges. So uh, I think what they should do is probably like adopt something like the a through H or whatever. And clearly we might even need more letters. Like God, if these shows keep getting bigger, like you can't have groups of 40 people 
all in the same class expecting to get judged together and expect to be judged fairly. That, that's a problem. So get rid of the super heavyweight, heavyweight, light heavyweight. Just call them A, B, C, D like you do everything else. You know, adjust the um, the parameters a little bit on where the cutoffs are for weight in between those classes um, and roll with it. But you, you got to do something here. This is insane. And, you know, figure, for example, like, you know, Megan was in class D, 17. <sighs> okay. Mary was in class G, had five. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's weird. That was one of the sm the smallest class in the show that wasn't in uh, women's bodybuilding. So, um, so uh, you know. Anyway, a a nobody's happy. Everybody's disappointed. Um, that's the, the them's the breaks. So that's kind of just how it goes. You know, you got to go into a show expecting to be disappointed. Mary missed a pro card by one spot. You know, top two win pro card. She got third. Mm, that hurts. That stings a little bit more. I'm thinking if it were me, you know, having been in a position where at my shows recently, I was next to last in both of my classes. Would I rather have that or would I rather have missed my pro card by one spot? I'd rather be at the bottom of the pack. Honestly, that stings less. And at that point, you're like, well, okay, I got some major retooling to do. All right, I got some work to do. Maybe I should stop shit talking the NPC on my podcast. That might help a little bit. I don't know. I don't expect that to stop, though. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, if you're third, though, basically what they're saying is, well, you did everything right. It just wasn't your day. That sucks. That sucks because that's a roll of the dice. You know, somebody shows up a little bit more often. Boom. There you go. Guess what? You've just competed as an amateur for the last time. So that, that stings a little bit. I don't know. For me, everybody's going to have a different opinion on this. I'd rather be at the bottom of the pack than be that close. You know, it's the whole uh, Icarus syndrome, I guess. Um so, you know, I, I was happy with how everybody looked, um, you know, big show, you know, it's competitive and for both of them, for both Mary and Megan, it was their first uh, national level show. So, um, regardless of what the outcome is at your first national level show, like the goal should really be do it, get it under your belt, get it done, have the experience. Let's learn from it. Let's come up with some agenda items on what we want to fix going forward. And that's what we're going to do. And I just got an email from Megan saying, Hey, check-ins tomorrow. What are we doing? <laughs> so I got to send her, got to send her an update. Uh, I always, I always give people a little bit of time to decompress after a show before I throw an update at them. But Megan is not one of those people. She's like, no, fuck decompression. I'm getting back to it. <laughs> she like, she doesn't want time off or anything like that. She, you know, for all the time she's competed, it's always, always been her, her go-to. It was like, Nope, Nope. Get me back in the gym. I got stuff to do. So, um, yeah. So national guys, you got to fix it. it. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a big, long mess of a show. And also the format was terrible where, um, you know, Mary and Megan and figure they had prejudging it was technically Saturday morning. I don't think they got on stage until like two o'clock or something like that. And finals wasn't until six the next day. And then it got pushed back to seven thirty. So it was like 11 or something like that. By the time, um, by the time they were done, just like, that's too long. I get that. It's a big show. Yeah, fix it. Fix it. It's a mess. It's a mess. So there's your nationals wrap up. Basically blow up the whole thing and start over. Um, holidays. So I, I will say go go to my Instagram. Check it out. The video from today. Um, and if you're watching this sometime uh, in, in the future, for the people who like are starting with episode one now, they're going to get to episode 197 in like, you know, August of 2024. Um, I'm referencing a post that I made on December 20th, 2021. You can go back and watch that. And... Uh, 
Uh, there's some kind of funny joke in there. I'm like back when I looked younger, except uh, I already look old. So <laughs> that, that, doesn't, that joke doesn't fly. A joke has no legs. Uh, the, the gist of it is basically um, try and mitigate the damage. You know, it, for, for holidays, there's a lot of shit going on. Look at your calendar. Look at where everything is. Look at all the events that you have lined up, whether it's family stuff, it's work parties, it's stuff with your friends, etc. And if you're trying to follow your diet and do like kind of okay with it, which should really be the goal, you know, Mary and Megan, they just did nationals. Cool. Great. You're no longer in prep. I only have a couple of clients that are in prep right now, and it's because they picked shows that are in early 2022. And so we have to be in prep already. They know that, that, that they, that's kind of baked into the formula. So, uh, if you're, um, not in prep, you just, you know, yeah, you can be at a deficit. You can be trying to cut, but cut yourself a little bit of slack at the same time. Um, you don't have to be perfect. You want to avoid it being an absolute train wreck. So say no to the leftovers. Don't take stuff with you. If people give you food, don't feel obligated to eat it. Don't let other people create problems for you. Um, create your own damn problems and fix them. Or better yet, don't create them in the first place. It's more efficient that way. But don't let somebody else say, here, have some food. I made this for you. And it's like, great. Okay, cool. There's three pounds I just put on. Thank you. It's like, no. Say, oh, thanks. That's awesome. Cool. Take it. Throw it away. Have a bite, whatever. You know, like I set myself up this weekend. So I had a, a bachelor weekend, right? My wife went off to Texas to go visit a friend down there. So, um, I'm like, all right, cool. So dogs, we're going to uh, order up some strippers, get some blow, and we are going to have some good times in here. Actually, no, I'm going to order pizza and going to get some Oreos and we're going to watch Star Trek Discovery because I haven't started season four yet and I got some catching up to do. So that's my version of hookers and blow um, strippers, whatever. Uh, it's pizza and Star Trek. <laughs> it, was, it was a sad, sad life, but I like it that way. It's okay. It's okay. Don't cry for me. I'm fine. Um, where was I going with that anyway? Oh yeah. yeah. So I, I, I got some, I, I'd been eyeing some stuff in the cookie aisle. I'm like, I have not tried any of these, you know, chocolate hazelnut cream Oreos. I'm like, I got to try some of those. All right, cool. So I got myself some, I sit down, I'm like, all right, let's get to it. Eh, they're okay. I'd rate them four out of 10. Like I was a little disappointed. I was expecting Nutella, right? I was like Nutella Oreos. Hell yeah. Well, no, this, there's a reason Nutella didn't put their name on it. It is very much like hazelnut. Like this is an Oreo that tastes like a fucking hazelnut. Okay. Well, I like hazelnuts. Okay. That's not really what I'm going for with Oreos. When I have Nutella, I'm like, this is just chocolatey good. I don't taste any hazelnut, anything in this. In the Oreo, you totally do. It's like, oh, okay. This is a fucking filbert. All right. Whatever. So I had a few of them. I threw the rest away. I'm like, hey, it's not worth it. I'm not going to put on a bunch of, a bunch of extra weight that I don't want and feel uncomfortable for something that isn't really that good. So then I went back to the store like any sane, normal human being. And I saw they had the marshmallow chocolate cream Oreos. So I got those. Now, let me tell you, those are a 13 out of 10. Holy balls. Oh my God. Those are good. They are good. However, I did not eat all of them. I had enough. And then I threw the rest away. Because you just don't have to treat yourself like a garbage disposal. You don't have to eat stuff just because it's there. I didn't need the whole family size box of those things. I, I, I had my fair share. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Do I still want more? Yeah, I don't need them, though. No. Throw them away. 
That's fine. That's fine. You can do that. You can do that. Don't feel guilty about throwing stuff away. It's stupid. There's plenty of things you should feel guilty about. If you are on your way home from the gym and you hit a pedestrian with your car and you drive away and let them bleed out on the side of the road, I'm going to insist that you feel guilty about that. If you throw away some food because you didn't want to eat it and it wasn't quite worth it, I'm not going to let you feel guilty about that. Hit and run? Yes. Wasting food? No. Are we clear on that? Things to feel guilty about. Hit and run? Yes. Wasting food? No. Do not feel guilty about that. Don't let other people make you feel guilty about it. Don't let other people create problems for you. Um, When it comes to holiday eating, it's like, okay, oh, we got Christmas dinner. Great. We'll make it Christmas dinner. Don't make it the whole freaking day, you know, Um, because that's probably not the only thing. If it was the only thing, well, you could take a day and take it off completely. But if you've got, well, Christmas dinner and then, oh, I've got another Christmas thing with the, you know, the wife's family. And then we've got this holiday thing for work. And then there's a friend's get together. It's like... Yeah, at that, at that point, you got a lot of stuff, and all those single meals are still going to add up to something, but it's not a completely untenable situation unless each one of those turns into an entire day. And then suddenly, if you're my client, we're checking in, and it's like, oh man, we're going to have to spend a couple weeks cleaning this up and try and shed some of this water, and like we're making a mess here. So don't create a problem for yourself. Um, but you don't have to be perfect. You can be off plan for a little bit, and that's okay. That's okay. All right. So we are going to start counting down some of these suggestions. I think because she was on a roll, most of these come courtesy of uh, Dropset Superfan and my client, uh, Romy Andrews. So thanks, Romy. I appreciate this. I just mentioned in a, in a check-in thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to do a podcast soon, but I don't know what to talk about. And she's like, oh, here you go. And she just rattled off a whole bunch of things. So um, let's just go. Uh, here we go. Put, uh, put two minutes on the clock. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to time myself here. I'm just going to talk for however long I think I need to. And uh, when I need to take a break, I'm going to take a break. And when I'm done, I'm done. We're playing by my rules today. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You watch it. First thing, how to survive your gym during the New Year's influx of new members. That's a good one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Bigger headphones. A bigger hoodie. Um, one of those like inflatable bubbles that looks kind of like a hamster ball that you can like roll around in. So you create a hermetically sealed chamber around yourself. Um, I mean, in all, in all seriousness, like there's a couple approaches here. You, you can take the, what I would consider to be the more normal approach and just like head down, do your business. Don't be an asshole or anything like that, but just, you know, you can initiate people trial by fire. You're going to find a lot of people that are kind of new to the gym and don't know what they're doing. And you can just be like, move, get out of my way. Or you, know, you can talk to people like civilized human beings. I'm probably a little bit more column A than column B, to be honest. So like you haven't been to the gym before. I don't know that. So I'm treating everybody the same way, unless you're clearly clueless. Like I was, I did help some people out in the gym the other day and it was really so out of character for me, but they were really struggling. It was two, two women. I would peg them in there, you know, mid to late forties, maybe 50, something like that. Um, I'd seen them in there before. They're typically doing cardio or I think they do like this, like group circuit class or something. Um, that's often running through the gym. Like they'll do a bunch of stuff back in the basketball court, which is a room way off to the side. And then they'll come and like run a lap through, um, which it's like, stop it. You're in the basketball court. Just do laps around the court. Don't come do a lap around the gym and just parade yourself. as like, we're doing a class. Well, get out of the way. You're creating a problem. Anyway, it's not their fault. They're not the ones making everybody do that. 
Um, but they were trying to do something. It's like they were they were trying to use the Life Fitness pull down, but it's the dual cable pull down that has the two clip ons that requires the special bar. And they're trying to figure out how to use a standard bar and clip it into both. And so then they clipped it into one. And they're like, I guess the other one's just hanging there. And like I was in the middle of my set, and I could see him in the mirror behind me struggling with this. And I'm like, oh god, okay, all right. So <laughs> I I helped. Him. I grabbed the right bar, the one that had the two the two holes in it for two attachment points. I'm like, here you go. And and they're, they're like, oh, we, 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 you look like you kind of knew what you were doing. So we were going to ask you, but we didn't want to bother you. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. So anyway, they were perfectly nice, but you know, you, you help people out, I, I guess is, is the, the main crux of the story here. Like help people. Remember you started somewhere. Um, so don't be a dick. Like I, I'm very much like a head down, keep to yourself kind of guy, but yeah. I, sometimes, sometimes I can't help myself. It's like, you see something like that. I'm like, I, I got to step in and do something here. Hold on. Uh, I'm not there to, you know, fix people's form or anything like that. But if somebody's just struggling, like, how do I use this equipment? Like yeah, that's, that's easy enough. So, um, the one, one thing that, you know, is, is, you know, potentially worth talking about and, you know, God forbid, I bring up COVID here because Lord knows I am absolutely sick to fucking death of everything to do with this stupid disease. Oh my God. Just shoot me in the brain, please. Oh my God. I'm so over. I'm so sick of it. That being said, if you're in a crowded gym and it's going to get more crowded, might not be a bad idea to wear a mask, even if they're not making you just because with the new Omicron variant, supposedly more contagious, you know, I'm vaccinated. That's fine. Um, I still don't particularly want to get sick. You know, I don't think it's going to be anything noteworthy, but I would rather not get sick and not miss days. Um, I also don't want to lose my sense of taste and smell because I like eating food. Uh, so I would like to save it for that. So there, there are some days like leading into the show. Um, I was wearing my mask in the gym every day just because I'm like, I'm not risking getting sick at this point. Like, you know, even if I have mild symptoms, like if I'm one, one and a half weeks out from my show, I don't need mild symptoms. Okay. So yeah, I was wearing a mask every day. I, depending on how crowded the gym is on a given day, I still do. Um, more often than not, I don't just because I've gotten a little bit more relaxed about it. But, um, you know, as the crowds pick up, might not be a bad idea. So think about that too. But, um, Again, whether your gym requires it or not. Uh, but, you know, mostly just, you know, be kind to people. Remember, you started out somewhere, too. Um, gym etiquette revisited. Oh, man. Uh, God. You know, we talked about spotting. Was that last time, I guess? I was going to say last week. Was it last week? Maybe. Well, whatever. Um, did we do one last week? When was 196? 196 was... Uh, Right-click, properties... December 7th. Holy crap. Two weeks. All right. Whatever. What happened last week? Where was I? Probably tired is where I was. Um, gym etiquette. This might be worth revisiting. I might need to spend a little bit of time brainstorming on that. I feel like that is uh, a topic for a bigger day because I could just say, you know, don't curl in the squat rack. Um, don't be like this one douchebag idiot in our gym. I, I, I call him moto man. Um, cause that's the thing. I will, we all do this, right? Please tell me it's not just me where everybody in your gym has a nickname cause you don't know anybody's names, right? But you have to make up a name for him. So this guy's moto man, um, because he rides his motorcycle to the gym. Um, 
and he wants everybody to know it. So he carries around his motorcycle backpack and his helmet and his jacket with him, every, even though he could just leave it in the locker room. But no, he carries it around with him everywhere he goes. So he is Moto Man. That is his name, officially. And if I learn his name, I will still call him Moto Man. If I talk to him, I'll probably call him Moto Man to his face, because that's all he is to me. Um, so he will always do something in a squat rack, and then something on a bench station, and then something on a plate-loaded machine, and something on a cable stack, all giant set together. And I'm like, dude, there are three fucking squat racks in the whole gym, and you're giant setting that with three other pieces of equipment, so you're hogging everything, and I hate you. I hate you with a white hot intensity. I really do. And I want to go pour sugar in your motorcycle's gas tank right now. I'm not going to do it because I'm a pacifist, but man, I want to, I really want to. So, um, that's bad etiquette, not the sugar in the gas tank thing, because I think that's appropriate. That's called for, but the hogging all the equipment, don't do that. Get off your fucking phone in the gym, please, man. I'm a little spicy today. I'm not sure what got into me. Did I have, did I have some wine earlier that I don't remember or something? Mm. I don't usually get, I usually start dropping F-bombs just when I have some wine. What is it? Derby, what's up? Has Derby noticed? She's asleep. Taz is asleep. These dogs are worthless. You guys are the best co-workers ever. Um, you get off your phone um, because, just because, because why not? Because focus on your workout. Get off your damn phone. Put it away uh, and do do your workout. I mean, it's that simple. It's that simple. Mostly because when you're on your phone, you take longer on every piece of equipment that you use. And chances are whatever you are doing, I am waiting for you to get the fuck off that piece of equipment. So stop taking three minute breaks in between sets because you're texting people or scrolling Facebook or doing whatever the fuck you're doing. I don't know. So gym etiquette could really just turn into Darren's pet peeves. Um, stop doing clean and jerks or snatches and dropping the barbell from over your head. You're not at a CrossFit gym. You're at gold's gym. Stop it. Know your place. Uh, don't curl in the squat rack. Um, don't stand in front of the dumbbell rack and do your exercise. Don't grab your 20 pound dumbbells and then do whatever stupid bullshit exercise you're doing while you're standing there at the squat rack. Back the fuck off so that people can walk in front of you and they can access the rack as well. Um, don't hog seven pairs of dumbbells all by the bench because you want to use all of them for different exercises or you want to do drop sets or something like that. Put stuff back on the rack like a normal fucking human being. Um, Basically, like, don't act like you were raised by wolves. That's what it comes down to. Flush the toilet in the bathroom. Wash your hands. I mean, these are things where, you know, our, the gym where I go to, there is a sign as you walk into the locker room, for the courtesy of everyone else, please flush the toilet when you're done. I'm like, are you kidding me? That sign is really necessary. Oh, my God. One other piece of gym etiquette that's helpful, um, and this is a little non-standard, is make sure the front desk is aware whenever something is broken or not working or whatever. Not really etiquette, but just to keep the place running smoothly. Like I think the people at the front desk at my gym probably hate me because I'm always there like, you realize that this thing's broken, right? Because there's no sign on it. They're like, yeah, people keep taking the sign off. I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's been six weeks. Uh, I'm just pointing that out. Like... <laughs> It's, it's been a while. Like you gotta let them know if, if people don't talk to them, they don't know. Chances are, you know, at this gym, like you can tell like most of the people that work the front desk do not give a shit about anything. So still, it makes me feel better to complain about stuff. It's a surefire sign that I'm getting old is when you derive pleasure just from complaining about things. So there you go. We'll come back to gym etiquette. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, she said, uh, Romy said, we're still on her list here. Um, for newbies interested in competing, but maybe something around how to choose the right federation for you as well as the right show. Good call. So federations are easy. The big question to ask yourself initially is, um, are you um, are you qualified to do a drug-tested show or are you not? Basically, have you done the gears or not? Um, if you're a natty, cool. You got Every option in the book, you can compete anywhere you want to. Um, if you've run some stuff in the past that would be considered a banned substance or a PED, you're going to have to go with an untested show. So there you are looking at uh, NPC, GBO. I used to say WPC, except I think they folded. Um, they, they don't have any shows listed on their website last time I checked. Um, and uh, that's it. Those are your options. So, um, and even NPC, GBO has both uh, tested shows and untested shows. They are smaller. They're regional. They're like Southeast, um, ish. And that's about it. Um, and you know, th those are shows like the only times I've ever had a client do GBO shows. Um, Brian, who I interviewed here on the podcast, uh, several episodes back, he did one last year. And then, um, I've got two clients, um, Tabitha and Wade who are doing one coming up in March as well. Um, Everyone is just treating this as a warm-up show for the real event, which is going to be an NPC show. So, um, Wade and Tabitha, they're doing their show in March. They're both targeting an NPC show later in April and basically saying, yeah, it, just pretend that GBO show isn't even on the calendar. Like, we're going to do it, but, you know, like I said, like, well, you're going to be about seven weeks out from the NPC show at that point. They're like, yeah, and, you know, realistically, they could both probably show up at seven weeks out conditioning and be competitive in that show it's not to say that nobody shows up it's just they're much smaller shows they really are so um at smaller shows the the level of competition is um inherently usually going to be a little bit lower so um uh, it's still it's still an avenue to compete though um npc shows uh some will be drug tested they pretty much i don't think i've ever encountered one that did not have the word natural in the name of the show like the uh Ironman natural championships for, uh, you know, it's in, in Washington every year. The, uh, Oh, what is it? The Indiana natural is another one. So there's a few like typically in the Midwest is, is where most of those drug tested NPC shows are. I think there's one in the Northeast actually, now that I think about it. Um, don't quote me on that. Uh, but typically most NPC shows or anything goes. So that's the first thing to uh, decide is, you know, what shows do you qualify for? If you have run any gear, cycled anything, um, sometimes in your life or usually in most cases in the last seven years, you do not qualify for a drug tested show. You can check the bylaws of each specific organization and see if, uh, see if that applies to you. Or if you're actively using and you want to cycle into a show, it's going to be an NPC show. Most likely you have some GBO options as well, maybe depending on where you are. So, um, so the, the decision of what organization to compete in can kind of be made for you um, in that regard. Um, if you do go drug tested, there's a whole alphabet soup of organizations. There's you know, NGA, INBA, WNBF, NFF, OCB, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's just a ton of them. There's a ton of them. Um, what else? Uh, UFE is another one. Um, if they're still around, I think they're still around. Um, you know, the occasional NPC show sprinkled in here and there, depending on where you are. So, um, as far as the right show, there isn't really a right or wrong show. Like they're all going to be, you know, a bodybuilding show is a bodybuilding show and they all change from year to year as far as like, Oh, is it a good show or not? Well, how do you define, is it a good show? Like, is it well run? Well, most of them are not. 
usually. <laughs> so just just expect that going into it. They try. It's a hard thing to pull off is, is having a good show that's well run. It's it's a difficult test to pull off. Um, how big is it? Well, that can vary tremendously depending on how well promoted the show is. Um, so, so you could say like, well, this show was small last year, so I'm going to try that because I kind of am looking for a smaller show. Well, it might be huge this year. You don't know. I, I wouldn't rely on last year's results or anything to uh, make any determinations about that. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're looking for what makes a good show, ultimately for me, it's about when is it and where is it? Like when I'm helping somebody find a show, um, it's what, what organization is it with? When is it? And where is it? Those are the only questions that I care about. Um, and then if there are other specific things that we're looking for, like, you know, if you've got somebody who's, let's say in their sixties and they're looking for a show that is offering like a master's 60 plus class for whatever category they're competing in. Okay. If that's a special criteria, let's look for that. Cause oftentimes the master's classes will stop at 50 plus. Sometimes they'll offer 60 plus, you know, the Emerald cup uh, up in the Northwest has offered master's 80 plus in a lot of categories. I've seen that before. So just, that's a much bigger show. Just depends on, um, how big it is and what the promoter wants to do. So, um, but typically it's what organization, where is it so that you can check your personal conflicts against your calendar and, uh, or I'm sorry, when is it? And then where is it? It's like, you know, is it a drivable distance? And for me, having done the show in Atlanta, that was three and a half hours away. I would never go further than that. I just, I know a lot of people drive four five, six, seven, eight hours for a show. I'm not one of the, I don't like spending that much time in the car. Three hours. Uh, I turn into a pumpkin after about two and a half. So, um, I do a show in Chattanooga. I do a show in Nashville. I do a show here in town in Knoxville. Um, that's probably about my only options in the future. Uh, I don't think I'd go back to Atlanta. Um, and the other thing is like, you know, everybody talks about how great that show was that I did. My experience did not line up with that. Um, I mean, it was okay. It was fine. I liked the way it was organized in that, uh, um, they had, they had prejudging and then finals runs directly into it. Show show day itself is a lot more fluid. It's a lot more condensed. Um, but, you know, I've gotten zero feedback on my emails um, from to, to judges um, asking for feedback on, you know, what can I work on? Nothing. Crickets. So I'm like, well, that whole process kind of fell flat. <laughs> so that's one of those things. It's like, you just don't know. And I'm sure other people have gotten feedback and they'd say, oh, it was a great show. I had a great experience. I'm like, well, show day was fine, but the follow-up afterwards has been sorely lacking and it's kind of important. So, um, cause the, the results that I got don't mesh with what I see at all. So I'm like, I, I don't usually say that you get too much out of, um, asking for feedback from the judges. But in this case, like, I want to hear your rationale. Like, what do you think I need to work on? And then I'll know if there's something to it. They're like, Oh, well you need to work on blah, blah, blah. And then I can look at the photos and say like, okay, well, blah, blah, blah. I beat the guys ahead of me on all those. So what, you know, <laughs> what are you looking for here? What are you looking to tell me? And then I can decide if that's you know something worth listening to or not. But as it stands right now, I've heard absolutely nothing. So, uh, so I'm not impressed, not impressed. Um, so that's what I would consider. Um, let's see. That is one we'll save for another day because that is something. To, this is going to be a list. So we're going to come back to that. Um, this isn't being quite the grab bag that I thought. We've hit a few things here, but some of these I actually want to save. I kind of want to save. Um, this is a good one here. Um, so 
Um, this was again from Romy. This was not in the same list, but it was a follow-up. Um, she said, not sure how to phrase this one. So keep in mind, she's a client of mine. So she's asking this as like client coach here. Um, when you change up macros, what are you looking to see in check-in picks and on the tracker as well? The tracker is a spreadsheet that I have my clients fill out where they pl- plug in like their weigh-ins and what they're doing on a day-to-day basis as far as like what workout they did, cardio, what their macros are, that kind of stuff, just so that we've got this, you know, running total so that we can always look back and I I can see at a glance, like how consistent we were last week, but also for the last month, for the last two months, et cetera. So it's a cumulative spreadsheet that just tracks all this data. So um, someone like, uh, you know, I checked in with uh, Connor today, a client of mine who is now in New Mexico. He was in Texas, but he moved. Um, And he's got a show coming up in uh, March-ish. We're like 12 weeks and change out from that right now. And I pulled up his tracker and it starts in like December of 2018. Um, So we've been at it for a bit here. (laughs) And it's cool. So I'm like, scroll down, scroll down. But all that data is there. So if I ever want to look back at something and see like, hey, last time we were 12 weeks out, where were we at here? Oh man, we're 10 pounds up. But look at the pics. All right, cool. So I save all those photos. I save all the data in the tracker as well. So I've got all that historical record to go back to and refer, um, which is immensely useful. Um, as a data hound, I freaking love that. I'd be kind of lost without it, to be honest with you. So um, so what am I looking for? She said also, um, does weight gain or loss play a lot into the calculations? Is it photos, both? You know, who knows? So um, my general approach on that as a coach is you've got to keep in mind, like, what is our goal right now? And are we making progress towards that goal? If so, great. If not, why not? What's the problem? What's the problem? I always approach, you know, check-ins from a uh, perspective of looking for problems and trying to identify them clearly so that we can fix them. Um, so, uh, someone like Romy, you know, I'm going to out her right now because it was her question. So I'm, I'm just going to out her right now. So Romy, sorry, but I'm spilling the beans. So, um, I did her check-in today. She had a little bit of a rough week. She was on the road and made some conscious decisions. Just like, okay, we're not going to try and do too much here. She's in a growth phase right now. We're targeting a show in July. So we've got some time. So I told her as far as my rationale for, you know, not doing anything right now, not, not making any changes today. Um, she's in a, a strange position where, you know, we get her calories up reasonably high. She always wants more food. You know, she's just got a, a strong metabolism and a healthy appetite and always wants more food. Um, but doesn't have the metabolism where we can just feed her as much as she might like and not have any unwanted weight gain. So it's, it's like that, that appetite outpaces the metabolism just a bit. So, um, so we can't just put her at infinity macros or anything like that, unfortunately. So with something like this, I'm thinking about how much longer we have to stay in this growth phase or how much longer we ideally want to stay in this growth phase before it comes time to prep. And that that might, I haven't done, I don't remember what the math is. It's like February, March, something like that. We need to switch gears. So can we make it from here to there and keep her relatively comfortable and in a good place with regards to overall aesthetic? And so what I'm looking for there is I'm less concerned about how clothes fit because, you know, if things get a little tight, you know, got to suck it in a little bit to get these jeans on, whatever. That's fine. That's the off-season game that I'm comfortable playing that. That's fine. 
I want her to remain comfortable so she can stay in a good headspace about where her physique is at. Um, and I want to make sure that we still have the kind of shape that we're looking for, that we don't get too far away from what I would consider to be, you know, I want to be able to, to visualize that stage shape. Um, cause certainly I've worked with people in the off season that have gotten really, really slack with it and kind of lost that. So, um, I would say that my own off season that ended, um, back in July before I started prep, I'd gotten to that point myself. Like, yeah. And so the shape that showed up on show day, you look back on the pictures at the start, it's like, yeah, that, that shape is not there. So I'm trying to hold on to that a little bit now. I'm just trying, trying to hold on to a little bit of that shape here during this phase without getting too, too sloppy. So, um, Ultimately, it's about uh, it's you know the the numbers and the photos play into it. Both I would say probably the photos are more important because the numbers can do weird stuff. But if you don't see anything showing up negatively in the photos, uh, okay. Or you know if somebody looks like their weight's trending in the right way, but you don't see the changes show up in the photos, it's not necessarily a good thing. So. Um, ultimately, it, it's 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 more of a game about trying to find you know the right time to, to make changes into the next phase. And can we get from where we are now until that time and be in good shape still? Um, I often tell people, uh, you know, if somebody is having a, like somebody just generally is a little bit leaner than average. So we might not need a full prep, like a full, what I would consider to be like a 16 week prep. We might be able to get away with a little bit less than that. So, um, what I would say is, okay, we have now crossed this 16 week threshold if we, if we have on the calendar. Um, and so right now you look like you're about 11 weeks out. So next week you're going to be 15 weeks out. If you still look like you're 11 weeks out. Okay, great. We're going to stay on the course here. Um, but if, if your conditioning slips a little bit and now you look like you're 12 weeks out. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm watching that. And then the next week we check in. And then we're 14 weeks out officially. Do you still look like your check? Do you still look like you're 12 weeks out, or do you slip a little bit and you look more like we're 13 weeks out? At that point, it's like, eh, close enough. We're gonna we're gonna switch gears right now. So it's about when do those two lines, you know, your conditioning and the time on the calendar, when do those intersect to where it's like, okay, both of those are at 12 weeks out. Now we got to make a move. So. Um, so uh, also during a growth phase, I never want somebody to look like they're more than 16 weeks out unless we're planning on a longer prep or unless we want to take a longer prep and just take it a little bit slower um, and less aggressively. That's always an option too. So um, that, I don't know if that really thoroughly answers the question, but that's what I'm looking at. It's, it's really more about um, a, a schedule game uh, than anything else. Where, where are we at in relation to where, where we need to be and when do we need to be there? Um, and uh, I often will tell people like, well, we've got some headroom here, so let's play. And that could be either like we've got some time so that, you know, if things do get a little bit sloppy, we got some time to clean it up. Or if it's like, well, you know, we're being fairly conservative with your, with your macros in order to stay, you know, tighter than we need to be. We don't have to stay this tight so we can let go of that a little bit. We can feed you a little bit more, which is going to open up more opportunities for growth. Um, and it's, you know, if, if we're cutting, it's the same conversation, just about, you know, topics going in the other direction. So, um, there are a couple other good, um, things to talk about here, but I'm going to, I'm going to call it here. I'm going to save these because I think that, uh, um, some of these could be much longer discussions and I think they should be. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Um, so yeah, there we are. There we are. That's 197 in the book books bag book bag, whatever it's done. It's done. So, uh, what did I want to leave you with here? Anything, any wise words, go follow me on social media, tell your friends, um, rate this podcast, review it, share the episodes, whatever. I'd appreciate all of that. That'd be great. Um, 
it's it's hard it's it's hard getting the word out and making people care about stuff it really is so um i've noticed that with our our music efforts as well like getting people to care about original music that you've written man that is hard that is a tough sell that is a really tough sell so um nothing like being a content creator right <laughs> Who, buddy. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. This has been episode 197. We'll be back. I don't know what we do on next week. It's the holidays. Oftentimes, I go on hiatus during the holidays. I know this episode probably surprised a lot of people. You weren't expecting it. Like, oh, it's Christmas week. He ain't doing shit. He's off sipping margaritas somewhere. And I might do that still, but I'm not doing it right now. There may be, uh, maybe a glass of wine in my future. Well, not. That I want to drink alone. I'm not. I'm not in that George Thurgood mindset just yet. Uh, if, if I, if I start drinking alone, that's a problem. Probably not. I don't really have an addictive personality, but, um, maybe I'll share some with the dogs. I don't know. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it again. Will we be back next week or not? Uh, I'm not sure. Watch this space. 